Welcome to the Stonebridge Community Church Extras Podcast with your host, Senior Pastor John Sauer. This week, Pastor John continues his series on the Moses Legacy. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, and welcome to Stonebridge Extras. This is week six of the Stonebridge Extras series that we've been doing, and this will be our final week for Stonebridge Extras for this season. We'll be doing it again in the fall um, when we're in the Gospel of Matthew, and we're looking at the Gospel of Matthew, which is what we'll be doing between Christmas and uh, the beginning of summer, is doing a deep dive into Matthew. But we are concluding this season of Extras with Leviticus. We've been looking at the book of Leviticus for the last couple weeks. And sometimes with Stonebridge Extras, I'm taking something in the sermon that was a theme that I just couldn't develop too much. Or sometimes it's stuff that couldn't make it into the sermon. And this week is the latter one. So if you're looking for a connection to the sermon, this is going to be less of an actual connection to the sermon. And this is a theme in the book of Leviticus that I just couldn't really address in the way I wanted to in the sermon series. It's a theme in Leviticus that is really important for understanding um, for how the rest of the Bible plays out. And there's some interesting um, lessons for us, I think, in that. So we're going to be looking at Leviticus and looking at the end of Leviticus. But what I really want to look at in, in this is the way that Leviticus, and other parts of the Bible too, but the way that Leviticus looks at the relationship between humans and land. The Hebrew word for land is eretz. And it's, it's kind of a broad term. It can mean the earth. It can mean the land. It can mean the ground. Um, but the, the land is so important in the Bible in a way that I don't think translates well to our culture today. Now, we know that God was giving the promised land to Israel. That that's one of the promises. And in Leviticus, at the end, you actually see that the promised land is the destination. I mean, the promised land is the whole point that Israel is leaving Egypt. God has promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. Having your own land, having your own space, having land that you can cultivate, that you can live with and develop. That's important to everybody. That's important to just human beings. And it's important to Israel in the Bible, and it's what God promises them. So, remember, this whole book of Leviticus is a conversation between God and Moses, and God is promising Moses this land and telling the the Israelites through Moses what they can do to retain the land. And this is where I think it starts to get really, really interesting. God is very, very clear that the land that's going to be given to Israel, it's not actually their land. The relationship is more that Israel is a tenant. You can see this understanding in a lot of Jesus' parables. Jesus gives a lot of parables about tenants who are um, overseeing a vineyard, that the land isn't actually theirs. And in that parable, those, those tenants are Israel. 
They reflect the relationship of the, uh, the, the, the leadership of Israel. So the land, it's never actually Israel's. They don't possess it. Yes, it's theirs to use, theirs to cultivate, but only as temporary tenants to whom God has given it. That's the basic understanding of the land. And God is very, very clear that they are not to just exploit the land. Israel isn't to just develop it as much as they can and get whatever they can out of the land. And you see this in Leviticus. God wants them to honor the Sabbath, to not work on the Sabbath. Not just for the sake of humans, because humans need a rest, but because the land also needs a rest. God also commands them to have a Sabbath year. And they're to honor the Sabbath year because the land needs a rest. Israel is always instructed to remember that the land isn't theirs to do whatever they want with. The promised land that God is going to give them, Jerusalem, the the land that they're going to eventually settle in, it's not theirs to do whatever they want with. It's God's that they are using so that they can be the people of God. Now, we might have an understanding of all of that. But what I think gets lost to many of us Christians today is just how seriously God takes this. In the book of Leviticus, Leviticus 26 at the end, there is this warning that if Israel does not follow God's instructions regarding the land, if Israel doesn't give the land the break that God commands, and if Israel just exploits the promised land and uses it towards their own ends, then God is going to expel them from the land. That's when they're going to lose it. That's when they're not going to be able to continue living in this land. Really, it's the threat of exile that you see there in Leviticus 26. It's the threat that comes to fruition when Babylon comes and takes Israel, takes the people of Judah, the people of Israel, away from the temple, destroys the temple, and exiles them. The way Leviticus frames what's going to happen in the exile is that the land is expelling Israel from there because they took advantage of it, or they're going to take advantage of it. That's how serious God is about human beings staying in their place when it comes to the land. It's a different way of viewing the relationship between the physical land that we all live on. The land that some of us own houses on. The land and the cities that we dwell. It's such a different way of viewing it than the way our culture teaches us to view land. Really, the land that God gives us, that we live on, it's one of the most important gifts that any of us can have. The the physical space is so important, but it's never actually supposed to be ours, at least not in the Bible. 
to the point that if we abuse it, then we lose it. Go read Leviticus 26 and realize how serious God was about this. It should give all of us a bit of pause. And I'm not preaching a specific agenda or ideology here. I don't know what the appropriate relationship is between land and humans today. I think that our relationships in general are so tainted by sin that we're never going to achieve that perfect ideal. But I don't know how many of us regularly look at the land that we walk on, the land that we drive on, the land that we drive through. How many of us look at it and just reflect that it is truly God's and that it's given to us for a time and a season to cultivate for God's purposes? Maybe you have that perspective and you're you're deeper in your understanding of this than I am, but this is a perspective that I'm still trying to wrestle with and wonder What does this mean for my life? But you can't read Leviticus without addressing the human relationship to the land. That's the note that the book ends on. And it ends on that note. Israel will then go through Numbers. There's some more traveling that takes place in in the book of Numbers. And then in Deuteronomy, which is where we'll be next week, Moses comes right to the edge of the promised land. And Moses stops before they're going to enter into the promised land and gives this really long speech, which is the entire book of Deuteronomy. And then at the end of that one, Moses dies without ever seeing the land that God promised. That is how central the land is to the whole story of the Pentateuch and the Bible. So, this is going to be a shorter extras that we're going to end on. And I don't know what the relationship between humans and the land is supposed to look like now. But I do think it's a question that we're supposed to be wrestling with. It's one that we're supposed to be figuring out. How do we live out this value that God laid out to Israel, made clear to Israel? How do we live that out today in our worlds? What can we do to reflect that value that God places on the land? This idea that we're just tenants, that God is the owner, and we're here to cultivate it for God's purposes. What would that mean for all of our lives? I don't know what the answer is, but that's the question I'm going to leave you with here. If you get a chance, read Leviticus 26, reflect on the land, maybe even go for a walk or go for a hike, and Just reflect on this idea of land and the seriousness with which God takes it. So I hope you've enjoyed our journey through Leviticus. There are many more things I could say about Leviticus. I feel like I'm ending this like the Gospel of John ends. There are many more things that could be said, but it would fill every podcast in the history of the world, I guess. Um, But I I hope that you've been enlightened. And I said at the beginning of this that my goal was to have you all say, Huh, that is interesting. I hope that you see that the Word of God is actually interested in, interesting in the book of Leviticus. And maybe have a deeper understanding of some of the themes you see in the New Testament, how they come from the book of Leviticus. So God bless you all. It's been good being with you through podcast. I look forward to seeing you in church. And may you go in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and love of the Father. Look for Stonebridge Extras to come back around February. And we'll be focused on the Gospel of Matthew.
So God bless you all. And I hope to hear from you soon and see you at church.